Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. News bomb here from Pete Thamel. Northwestern has fired head coach Pat Fitzgerald. A lot of this came down to the ambiguity over the knowledge of Pat Fitzgerald and coaching staff. This is a very emotional time and a difficult time for a team that in a few weeks has to get on the practice field and start preparing for a season. So a lot of uncertainty around the Northwestern program. It's just as stunning of a downfall and as quick as a downfall as I've seen in my two decades covering college football. Well, last week, Pat Fitzgerald was a Northwestern coaching legend. Today, he doesn't even have his job. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Myron Metcalf. We're going to go live to an expert to talk about what's going on at Northwestern in just a second. But first, Myron, this from ESPN's Adam Rittenberg on this Northwestern story. Apparently, they are planning to retain their assistant coaches and support staff for this season. The school telling ESPN coaches and staff informed of their status in a meeting with athletic director Derek Gregg earlier today. Are you at all surprised that the assistant coaches here, even though the head coach lost his job, that the assistants are going to apparently, at least according to this report, stay? Not one bit, uh, because I think that is a near-term decision. That is a, we're playing football games here in a month and a half, two months. Um, and we feel like we've made the biggest forward-facing move. But uh, let's see what happens after the season. But I'm, I'm really not surprised by that. Dan Wolken covers college football, USA Today national columnist. And he joins us now on ESPN Radio. Dan, what was your first reaction when you saw the news yesterday that Northwestern was changing their tune and firing Pat Fitzgerald? Not surprised, really thought that was the inevitable result on Saturday when the Daily Northwestern story came out. And obviously you have to give the student journalists at the Daily Northwestern a lot of credit for being able to get to the heart of the issue. Uh, On Friday when the school put out that press release, I didn't really know what what to make of it. Uh, It was all very vague in terms of, yeah, there was hazing, uh, but, you know, other than that, there just wasn't a lot of specifics. And, you know, with the with these uh, student journalists being able to identify who the whistleblower was and find out what that former player told the investigative team, to me, once that became public, it was very clear that this was going to happen quickly. And uh, obviously there was a bit of a feeding frenzy and uh, more players coming forward, more media outlets looking uh, to find out reactions and if others had experienced similar things. And once it reaches a critical mass, there's just no way that Northwestern could continue because uh, I think ultimately they want this investigation to be private. Uh, the details they don't want to release and they don't have to because they're a private school. Uh, but uh, I don't think that was going to be possible for them uh, from just a public pressure standpoint if they had kept Fitzgerald. So, Uh, I think by doing this, they can maybe move on a little bit. 
uh, though I do think a lot of this is still going to linger around their program and their athletic department for a long time to come. Dan, we've done a lot of these. We've seen a lot of these situations. An institution tries to minimize a, a scandal. Uh, there's some weak suspension. The details come out, and then they have to fire someone. Why do institutions that find themselves in the position that Northwestern was in, why did they continue to believe that for some reason the outcome will be different for them? Well, to you and I, the thing that is going to resolve this may be obvious. It may be clear. But these are difficult decisions politically at a university. And there's a lot more people involved than just a school president. Uh, There's a man by the name of Pat Ryan at Northwestern who is really the guy with all the juice there. He's got a lot of power. He donates a lot of money. the, you know, they're going to name this field after him when they uh, renovate the stadium. So, you know, people like that, uh, their voices get heard and pressure is exerted. And I think Northwestern was in a position with this investigation that uh, it was ugly. It was bad. They knew it was bad, but they didn't have the support internally among the key people that matter to fire Fitzgerald. And so they tried to thread this needle. Uh, it didn't work. It backfired on them. They were hoping the details wouldn't come out. Well, the details came out. Uh, bad miscalculation on their part, and we'll see what the ramifications are. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, we've seen it enough times. People should know how this is all going to play out. Uh, but when you have these very powerful, influential people exerting pressure around a program, it, it just becomes uh, a bit sticky politically uh, to do what, ultimately has to be done. Dan, if you could ask Pat Fitzgerald one question today, what would it be? It's a great, it's a great question. You know, I, I look, I think Pat Fitzgerald has been there a long time, uh, heavily ingrained, not only as a, a coach, but as a player in Northwestern. Uh, I, I think what I would ask him is just, how did you lose touch? How did you lose touch with what, was going on in your locker room with the way society has changed, with the way people have changed, with the fact that things that we know aren't acceptable now, you know, they might have been acceptable when you were a player. How, how did you miss it? How did you not evolve? How did you not see it? Um, you know, I think that's really the root of this. And uh, if he says he didn't know what was going on, you know, frankly, I, ju- I just don't believe it. And I don't think very many people believe it because when you're the head coach for 17 years, when you're Pat Fitzgerald, uh, the great linebacker on their Rose Bowl team, and uh, the guy who stepped in as a 31-year-old head coach and a guy who's had a lot of success, you are the culture. You are the program. Everything that happens from the record on the field to what goes on in the locker room is, is your responsibility. H- how did you not take care of that? And that's really what I would ask him. Dan, there's an element, obviously, of players, current and former players, saying, hey, this didn't happen. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald's a great guy. Uh, I'm not with all of that. But there's also another element where they're saying, listen, we haven't heard from the president or the AD, and this report is still private. Uh, What should be the next steps of transparency around this uh, investigation as people still continue to seek for answers uh, about what's happened? Well, I'm certainly an advocate for transparency to the highest possible degree in these situations. They should release the report. Uh, I don't think they're going to, 
Uh, I don't think they have to legally. I don't, I don't think they're going to be forced to, but uh, they should release it because I do think uh, for the community in Northwestern, for the students, for the faculty, uh, for the donors, for the fans, for everybody who cares about that program, I think at this point you want to know. You want to know what those investigators found, and you want to know how many players uh, told them about these issues and what they told them and uh, what their perspective was. And, you know, I think if that was, if that was, if that happened, if they did release the report, then maybe we'd have a better sense of, of why they, they took the route they took, or or maybe, uh, you know, we'd we'd be enraged even more about it. Uh, We'd be saying, how in the world did you come to a two week suspension rather than something more serious right at the outset? So, um, you know, I, I think for the players, it's it's certainly tough. It's difficult. You know, I feel for them. They signed up to play in Pat Fitzgerald's program. Uh, they're going to end up playing for an interim head coach this year and for a new coach next year if they decide to stay. Uh, that's not what they asked for. That's not what they wanted. But that's life. That's reality. It happens all over the country in college sports. Uh, it's out of your control. And the bottom line is uh, the culture at Northwestern at least in my opinion, based on everything I've seen in the last 72 hours, needs to be taken from the root and absolutely just start over, uh, completely burn it to the ground, get somebody else in there with a different perspective, and do things the right way. Uh, Because I think for whatever reason, however it happened, over there they really lost track the last several years of, of, of who they were and what they were doing. Dan Wolken, national columnist, USA Today, focuses on college football and basketball, talking about the scandal going on at Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald losing his job. Dan, where do you think the line is between fun camaraderie hazing and inappropriate? Well, I think one easy way to draw the line is, you know, anything that involves forcible nudity or forcible you know, contact, uh, with your teammates. I mean, that, the kind of stuff that we read about that people uh, said existed in that locker room, the, the dry humping, um, you know, the sexualized nature of some of this stuff, uh, totally inappropriate. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would argue, anybody at least to me that, that is looking at this from a fair and reasonable standpoint would argue that that's not over the line. Um, you know, of course it is. I mean, look, there are certain things – you know, hey, uh, you know, the, the freshmen have to, you know, go get coffee or they have to uh, go, you know, pick up the footballs after practice or, you know, that kind of stuff. All right. You know, that that's fairly mundane and it's fairly typical. But anytime you start getting into, you know, sexualized behavior, forcible nudity, um, stuff like that, stuff that happens in the showers, I mean, that just goes into a very, you know, weird place that, Nobody should be subjected to. Um, And uh, to me, it's why I I wrote a column today calling for, you know, more unionization in college sports, because I don't think coaches are equipped to be the arbiters of of where that line is. And I don't think schools are capable of dealing with that because they have an inherent conflict of interest when they're employing a coach and paying him $5 million. Uh, A player's union to me would solve a lot of these issues, they, they could be the clearinghouse for these kinds of complaints and to be able to 
go to the school to be able to go to the coach and say, listen, uh, this is what we're hearing. This is what we're being told. you got to fix this. Uh, to me, that's the way to handle it. But because the nature of college sports, these coaches have so much power, uh, we, we ask them not to just be good coaches, but you know, the moral authority and uh, the disciplines are and all of these different things, I think that becomes pretty dangerous because it's just too much for, for one person to handle. And, and I think we saw that with Pat Fitzgerald. Dan, really appreciate the time. Thanks for jumping Thanks, on Dan. with us. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. That's Dan Wolken, USA Today national columnist. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Wolken, at D-A-N-W-O-L-K-E-N. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Myron Metcalf. Let's move ahead here on this story a little bit, Myron, uh, to, to the Adam Rittenberg report about the assistant coaches all retaining their jobs. It's a little surprising to me that Northwestern can just out and out say that when they haven't really conducted their report yet and they don't have all the information because if specific coaches were involved here, I have a feeling that they're going to be going back and maybe making some other changes, right? Yeah, I mean, if more comes out. I mean, they do have the report. They do have the investigation, which is private to us, but they have access to that. I mean, we do have the additional allegations that have been made, um, and primarily those allegations were made uh, against other players, against Pat Fitzgerald. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do in terms of keeping the staff, but I can also understand how it's like, you know what, unless someone's directly implicated from you know one of the student athletes or yeah. from our report, yeah. you're going to move forward just for the season with yep. everybody knowing that yep. Northwestern will clean house after the season. I mean, none of these people are going to be here next season after this season so i yeah. think that's kind of how they're proceeding and all this plus you got to remember this too aaron yep the new rule with the transfer portal is if your coach gets fired or leaves there's a new transfer portal window for you that starts now so yep. now there are 30 days for all these northwestern players no doubt. to decide to go elsewhere northwestern might not have much of a team yeah. for next season so there's yeah. a lot of elements in play no, no question. They're also building a new stadium at Northwestern, yeah. as Dan yeah. alluded to. Eight hundred million. Uh, and because their stadium now, have you ever been there, Myron? I have been there many times. Yeah. So their stadium now, it feels like a high school stadium. I mean, look, it it's kind of cool for a minute, but yeah. the idea that a marquee Big Ten football game that Ohio State goes in there and plays is pretty wild. is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, the other piece of this that I wonder, you talked about some of the players leaving. I mean, I wonder what's going to happen to specific players who might be implicated in here and whether there could be legal ramifications uh, yeah. at all with this. You know, I think that is another piece of the story that we don't have yet. I mean, I covered New Mexico State basketball this year where there was a hazing incident that resulted in a coach getting fired, multiple players dismissed. Um, the program was terminated. The program was paused. They literally took the team off the court in February. And I believe New Mexico State University just paid a total of $8 million to three individuals, two athletes and a father of one of the athletes. So there will be other lawsuits. I know Pat Fitzgerald will sue. He's retained a high-profile attorney, uh, a lot of millions left on his contract. But there could be civil suits as a result of this. Criminal, we don't know what's going to happen from here. Yeah. But that's why it's so important. If you're Northwestern, you know that. So yeah. Pat Fitzgerald feels like the biggest thing you could do. I disagree. 
the biggest thing that's going to happen with this program is the actual stability of the program going forward. Right. If there are more allegations, civil suits, criminal suits, criminal yep. charges, and what yep. that means for the future of Northwestern football. You know, I, I, I guess I, I, all of that is more important than this, although this, I think, is a really interesting topic now moving forward. I don't know what Pat Fitzgerald's career looks like from here. I mean, I, I can't venture to say yet, Myron, whether I think he'll ever be hireable again, because for a program like Northwestern, you could see why he would be an appealing candidate. But regardless of what he knew, you know, this scandal, I think, is going to be attached to his career now, I would imagine, going forward forever. Pat Fitzgerald will be a head coach again in the next two years. Jeez. I flew to Texas. I was in Los Angeles. ESPN called me, said, go to Austin, Texas. Chris Beard has just been arrested uh, yep. on domestic violence allegations. Yep. Chris Beard lost his job at Texas. There was a big fallout. People said he'll never get hired. How can anybody get hired when they've been accused of abusing their partner or spouse? Yeah. Chris Beard is the head coach at Ole Miss right now. Yeah. These things don't stick to coaches the way we pretend that they do in the first couple of days after a scandal. They just yeah. don't. Yeah. I, I guess I think that if Chris Beard had been convicted, obviously he'd be in jail and not coaching at Ole Miss. The fact that the legal process played out in his favor is the reason why he has a well, job again. I don't know what's going to happen with Pat Fitzgerald to that regard. But if there's no report or, yeah. or nothing that directly ties Pat Fitzgerald, you're right. he's going to make a similar case, right? You're, you're, you're right. Un- unless there is not, like not an official report from yeah. the university, but there, it, I Listen. think there is still more journalistic reporting going on in Aaron, this story as well. Aaron, schools have tried to hire Art Browse many times. I know. Schools have tried to hi- hire <laughs> Art Browse a few times. And to me, the only reason Art Browse isn't coaching anymore, yep. it has nothing to do with people saying, oh, they want to stay away from the scandal. It's his age. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think but, Northwestern liked to think that they were different than everybody else in college sports, meaning they could have a great academic institution and also compete for Big Ten championships and big-time bowl games and have a coach who at one time, I mean, I think NFL teams have wanted to talk to Pat Fitzgerald. The Bears wanted to mistaken. talk to him, I believe, yeah, at one point. right, right. Um, and in, in the end, I think they found out that they are, if not just like everybody else, that they yeah. can fall to the fall prey to the exact same things that we've seen over and over again in that conference yeah. and in college football in general. Uh, they, they thought they were totally different than Penn State, you know, for example. And I, I don't, you know... And I think that haughtiness and sort of the, the belief that they're just better than everybody else, I think, is part of what got them in trouble. Rick Pitino's a head coach. Just want to say that. Amazing. Chris Beard's a head coach. Pat Rick Fitzgerald P- will be a head coach again in the next Rick two years. Rick Pitino isn't just a head coach. He's coaching a team that's going to be playing their home games at Madison Square Garden this year. These things don't stick to coaches. They just yeah. don't. Yeah. It's not real. You might be right. ESPN Radio's Rankum is next. Myron is going to go through his top five non-quarterbacks in the NFL. We will get to that. But first, Myron has this word from Indeed. If you're finding yourself needing to find your next great hire, then you need Indeed. Their hiring solution makes it simple to attract interview and hire candidates all in one place. Just sponsor a post and get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. 
you can conveniently schedule and conduct virtual video interviews right from the Indeed hiring dashboard. Visit Indeed.com and slash visit Indeed.com slash credit and earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits when you conduct virtual interviews. Terms and conditions apply. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. And Carlin, the podcast from the top five NFL quarterbacks. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. R E L A X. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank 'em, the top five overall players. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Myron Metcalf, and Myron has been tasked with quite the challenge. We have done the top five coaches. We've done the top five running, but done yeah. the top five yeah. every position. Your job here is to, and I just give me a quick overview thought on how you're approaching, the top five non-quarterbacks in the NFL. So if you don't play the most important position in sports, you yeah. are eligible for this list. Yeah, and, and people have heard a lot of lists. I mean, we've been doing this for, I think, a couple weeks now. I just want people to know this is the list. It's not debatable. Don't don't tweet me. This is the right list. Okay, Aaron? So I just want you to know that ahead of time. If there's something in sports talk that's not debatable? <laughs> I thought everything was debatable. Let's I'm sure, get, let's I'm get sure this will be. <laughs> started the top five non-quarterbacks in the NFL. Number five. 
a young player or rookie shouldn't be allowed to be on a list like this, right? It's such a rare thing in the NFL. But Sauce Gardner deserves to be on this list. I think he's one of the most disruptive players in the entire NFL. He came in right away and certainly made his mark with the Jets. Everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers and what he's going to do with the New York Jets. I think the real story is that young defense and them being possibly a top three unit in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers being good, not great, and that being enough for the New York Jets to contend. But I think Sauce Gardner has had one of the greatest debuts we've seen at that position. He's the best cornerback in football. That's your number five spot for me. Number four. Number four is not a sexy position, right? Everybody wants, you know, the playmakers. Nah, you got to look at what happens in the trenches. Trent Williams is the one constant across all of the injuries and the change that the San Francisco 49ers have experienced with their quarterbacks. Trent Williams is the best offensive lineman in all of football. There's a reason that Brock Purdy was sacked just 11 times in nine games, five starts, 6.1% sack percentage. Being able to be upright and not have to face the pressure that so many young quarterbacks face That was a big component of why Brock Purdy was able to succeed as a relief pitcher for the 49ers. Trent Williams, number four for me. Number three. Debated this, kind of went back and forth, but I think it's got to be Trent Williams' teammate, Nick Bosa, one of the most versatile defenders in all of football. If you can disrupt uh, offensive schemes the way that he can, I think you deserve a spot on this list. When he is out there and he is healthy, He changes the 49ers, and I think he's the kind of guy where teams look at the film and they go, where is Nick Bosa? Uh, What do we do to play for Nick Bosa? Kind of the same things that you say with some of the greatest defenders in NFL history. That's why I've got Nick Bosa at number three. Number two. Number two is a guy I put slightly above him, the commander of the Dallas Cowboys defense, Michael Parsons. Uh, Again, young players. People maybe sometimes shy away from that if they haven't been in the league as long. But I think Micah Parsons has established himself as one of the best non-quarterbacks in the entire NFL. Again, versatility is such an important part. There was a time when everybody played sort of a specific position. And now it's a little bit like the NBA. You just put Micah Parsons wherever you want a guy to make a play. And he comes forward and he makes a play. So I got Micah Parsons there at number two. Number one. You know, sometimes you hear people say things like Jerry Rice. This guy could catch Jerry Rice. This guy could be the next Randy Moss. And we're usually exaggerating. I think Randy Moss is the greatest raw talent that's ever stepped on a football field since Jim Brown. I think Jerry Rice is by far the greatest wide receiver of all time. But Justin Jefferson has a real chance to catch both of those guys, both in his achievements and just raw talent. He's already in the conversation with Randy Moss for the things that he's done so far in his career as a Minnesota Viking. And he actually has a chance, if he continues this pace, to catch Jerry Rice. Now, he's got to stay healthy. A lot of good things have to happen. But Jerry Rice, I mean, Justin Jefferson, you could put him on any team in the NFL, and he'd be unstoppable. I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care if you give him Patrick Mahomes. I don't care if you give him Derek Carr. He's going to make his mark. Justin Jefferson, to me, is the best non-quarterback and the entire NFL, and I don't think that reality is going to change for the next five to six years in the NFL. Well, there you have it, the undebatable, even though he Can't debated debate it. it with himself. I did. That's what, yeah. <laughs> I can debate it with myself. I can debate uh, it with me. 
Number five, Sauce Gardner. Four, Trent Williams. Three, Nick Bosa. Two, Micah Parsons. One, Justin Jefferson. Myron's top five non-quarterbacks in the NFL. i got to say it's a good list. I, I think you have Sauce a little overrated. He wasn't you hate even the list. According- I saw your face when I said Sauce, Aaron. But when I said Sauce, I, I saw that, and I want to know what that was about. the best corner in the NFL, and you have him as the number five best overall non-quarterback Who's in better? the NFL? Who's better? I mean, I, I, I would put Diggs probably ahead of him. I would put uh, – Let me tell you something, Aaron. General manager Aaron Jalen Ramsey ahead of him? You're not picking either one of those dudes over Sauce Gardner right now. Uh, no chance. I, I think I am. You're not picking I, I, them. I mean, look, you're, pick, let, you're, picking them, you're picking them on sports radio. You're not picking them as the GM of a team. Can, can can we see what the Jets do with a lot of pressure on him and in a division with other great before we declare that he's a top five overall player? And to me, these are guys who got to be 99s. I'll reveal my list. That's going to be the official list. Okay, coming up a little bit later in the show. Now we did have some drama with Justin Jefferson. We did. So, who is your number one player on your non-QB list? Yeah. To me, I, I laughed when you were telling me about this. And yeah. I had not seen this until you told me about it. So, explain what's going on today with Justin Jefferson. Uh, Justin Jefferson uh, was asked on a podcast, uh, something on Twitter, to name his top five quarterbacks. Well, you can assume how this goes when you're talking yeah. about top five quarterbacks. Yeah, you had to have uh, his guy. Kirk Cousins have had to have, to have be, his guy, right? Hey, well, come on. You wouldn't do that. Yeah, here's what he said. I have to say number one, be Patrick Mahomes. Got to give it to him, the MVP. Number two, I have to say Aaron Rodgers. Got to give it to him. Number three, my guy Joey B. It's only respect. Number four, I have to pick Jalen Hurts. Got to respect his game and bringing Philly to the championship. And then number five, I have to say. Josh Allen, okay, Kirk Bain, You know what I'm saying? So that's my five. I <laughs> did not include Kirk Cousins, man. Not even at number five, Aaron. He couldn't even stick him as an honorable mention on the list. You know, I guess, like, Justin Jefferson knows what we all know, which is that yeah. Kirk Cousins is good, not great, and shouldn't be in anybody's top five. Yeah. Look, I appreciate the honesty, but if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm having a conversation with Justin Jefferson immediately upon showing up to training camp, telling him who delivers him the ball to help him get giant contracts and the like. Well, you better not. You better hope he's not talking to those five other quarterbacks uh, about maybe joining them at some point because I think that's kind of what he was leading toward. Hey, I'd love to play with these guys over my His college quarterback made his top five. Joe Burrow was right there, and he was like, oh, I got to – I got to be loyal even, to my guy. Not even well, number five, man. No, not, <laughs> not even number five. No, what's amazing, Myron, is if you wanted to sneak him in there but not put him in the top five, you yeah. got to say, well, first of all, I mean, my guy, obviously, Kirk Cousins. 100%. You know, he's in a category all by That's himself. That's what you say. And then you totally – but to not even mention him. Listen, Devontae Adams cold. Devontae Adams went to the Raiders and was like, listen, Derek Carr over Tom Brady, over Aaron Rodgers, over any quarterback that's ever played the game. And we were like, that's kind of wild uh, to say that, Devontae Adams, but you understood. Right. Justin Jefferson said, listen, yep. I don't care what list you give me, Kirk yep. Cousins ain't on it. You like that? <laughs> who is the best, who is the best non-QB in the NFL? Triple Eight say ESPN will take your calls coming up, 888-729-3776. Also next, why is the sport that I know the least about on today's rundown. We'll explain. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Coming up at 5.30, one of the best basketball players in the world will join Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Myron Metcalf. That's 5.30 Eastern time. I don't mean to assume that everybody is Eastern time. 5.30 <laughs> oh, no. Eastern time. Is that a time. shot at me? Uh, no, I mean, uh, it's a little shot Myron. At me. Myron might have lost track of time zones. Today. Yeah, so right. tell, tell the story. I was, I was at lunch. And I get this note from Shannon that says, you know, here's our rundown, which we do before the show. You get the list of what we're going to talk about. And I'm like, huh, he usually sends that right before the show starts. Yep. And then I'm like, oh, the show's about to start. I need to go home because I had 3 p.m. Central in my mind Uh-oh. instead of 3 p.m. Eastern. No. So apologies to my neighbors as I kind of raced through my neighborhood to get home. Uh, to make sure I was here. So, so how, how much Myron connected for the show? Now, keep in mind, we had talked like all We day. talked. We had so talked. It, so yeah. it's not like, but Myron connected in for the show. Man, man forget, three, forget, your, na- forget after- your neighbors. Forget your neighbors. <laughs> Apologize to me. You had, yeah, you, you had me up here. I'm texting yeah, you good. Can, like we're yeah, like a I minute from the start yeah. of the show about to hear Christine Lisa's yeah. update and there's no Myron. I'm like, what's going I, on? I've worked with Shannon long enough to know when he's upset. Like he just said, you good? Like, hey, man. What's going on? And the in my show mind, I'm like, starts at three <laughs> yes, Eastern. At yes. three Eastern, we did yeah. not have it Myron was, Metcalf, it, it, and yet was, somehow you made it for the beginning listen, of the show by about thirty. Seconds. Out of breath too. Was, he was out of I breath. Was out of he breath. was with yeah. me too. <laughs> I was out of breath. Yeah, guys, I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> you know what it was like? It was like you know your curfew's eleven, and you're getting those texts and calls from your mama, but it's eleven fifteen, and you're like, listen, I can call. 
or I could just try to get home and hope that maybe she's not up, right? Like, that's kind of how it felt. That they might not have noticed that you maybe just they don't notice. Yeah, that you, you yeah. opened the show and you were like, ah, oh, Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. I, was yeah. I, was, I was a little trying to catch my breath, yeah. But no no doubt. Well, you did have your uh, quarterback uh, rank them here. Yes, uh, I did. ESPN Radio uh, top five non-quarterbacks, excuse me, in the NFL. Sauce Gardner at five, Trent Williams four, Nick Bosa three. Mike Parsons, two. Justin Jefferson, one. Clint in Vegas is surprised about something about your list, Myron. He joins us on ESPN Radio. What's up, Clint? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. You guys hear me? We got you, yep. brother. Okay. Uh, yeah, as you ran down the list, man, it sounded good. I can't wait for you to get to number one because I just knew who you were going to say. But your number one was disappointing. How did you leave off the baddest man in football, Aaron Donald, not at number one? I respect that. Um, I would say I'm not taking Aaron Donald over Chris Jones. Ooh. Uh, Chris, Chris Jones was actually the guy I considered uh, over Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald would have been seven for me. Wow. Chris Jones would have been six. I, I think Chris Jones is the most disruptive defensive lineman in, in the NFL, honestly. Um, so, honestly, I like I, – obviously, I love what what he's done. I think older Aaron Donald – you Agreed. Know, is, is not Agreed. the same pa- guy. Past his prime. I think if we do this a year ago, after Different. the Rams win the Super Bowl, not only might Aaron Donald be on your list, but he might be number one. Well, might sometimes one. in the NFL, guys get old fast. I'm not saying he's washed. I'm not saying he's done. But that's a team that has to prove to me that yeah. their guys are still – like, would you have Cooper Cup, your top five receivers? You probably wouldn't. A year not ago, now. he might have been number one. 100%. Yeah. I mean, the age thing has changed a lot. Uh, but again – my sixth argument would have been Chris Jones. That's who I was debating number five. Yeah. Chris Jones. Well, l- listen, I would have, you know, Chris Jones made such a playoff impact. That matters. We have, we have huge recency bias. I'm not saying Aaron Donald stinks, but to get in your top five list, like, you got to be the elite of the elite of the elite. Yeah. You know, that th- you had no one, you had no repeat positions except for Nick Bosa and Micah Parsons, which I think yeah. tells you pass rusher behind quarterback is the most important thing in the NFL. Yeah, and, and to me, you know, when you have people call it and say things like, oh, number one's bad, I want you to go through NFL history and I want you to find a wide receiver who started their first three years in the NFL with 4,825 yards. The caller who just called, I'll wait. He can go use whatever source he wants. He can Google whatever he wants. Go find a receiver in NFL history. Can I I play devil's advocate to that? The the era in which Justin Jefferson is playing is part of the reason for that. Like Jerry Rice's coach was trying to run the ball and throw short passes. If Jerry Rice got to play in wide open Kevin O'Connell offense, I have no idea how many receiving yards he might have put up. He played with Walsh, though. I mean, Bill, he played in the offense that introduced sort of this wide-open scheme that we're seeing in the NFL. So, I mean, Jerry Rice was actually a guy who got a lot of opportunities, not to the same degree. But my thing is, Justin Jefferson is legitimately being mentioned with the Jerry Rices in terms of longevity, what he might be able to do. He's legitimately being mentioned with the Randy Mosses and being able to be that kind of a young talent. Do you think if there was a draft, like let's say everybody was a free agent except for the quarterbacks and you could draft, you think Justin Jefferson would go one? Yes. I think a pass rusher would go one. I just think that the value of the position, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, somebody like that I think would be number one. 
but but if quarterback's the number one position, the most important position, yep. then I receiver's the got to be right there. Well, I, I want no, I want the quarterback stopper. I want the guy whose yeah. job it is to sack the quarterback. I see it from both sides. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Up next, we will continue our conversation about who the best non-quarterback in the NFL is on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.